I've always been super mindful of the products I put on my body as well as in my body. And when I got pregnant, I wanted to make sure I was taking everything I needed to support my pregnancy, which included taking a quality prenatal vitamin and I chose Ritual to support me on my journey. What I really liked about the brand and their vitamin is that it's high quality and uses traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's also non-GMO project verified, soy-free, gluten-free, and vegan. It also has a citrus-enhanced capsule that's designed to be easy on the stomach so you can take it with or without food. Please note these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I think it's so important to build a foundation while creating life and to ensure I'm getting the right nutrients matters to me. Right now, Ritual is giving all Balance Your Life podcast listeners 10% off your first three months by going to ritual.com forward slash Megan. That's ritual.com forward slash M-E-G-H-A-N for 10% off your first three months. Welcome to Balance Your Life podcast. My name is Megan Farrell and I am the host of the show. This podcast is designed to inspire and empower you to start and maintain your own wellness journey so you can become the best version of yourself. Let's begin. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Balance Your Life podcast. I am your host, Megan Farrell Gordon, and there's a lot of things happening today. We are kicking off a new season. Why? Because I can and because a, I took a hiatus from this podcast for a few months to just enjoy being a new mom. A lot of things happening. I had the intention of this podcast going out while I was on quote unquote mat leave and we're going to get into it in this podcast episode, but that did not happen. And we are hopefully back consistently. So my plan is to, of course, get podcasts out to you every single week. But being a new mom, as I've told you guys before, I produce this all myself. I edit this all myself. I do the podcast interviews. I vet the podcast guest. So You'll have to just bear with me as we kind of fine tune this and I find balance between being a podcaster and being a mom. But let's get into it. Today's podcast episode is one that came highly, highly requested back when I first gave birth. And this is my birthing story. This is Hendrix's birth story. And before we get into that, I think... It's kind of needs to be mentioned. If you didn't listen to the very last podcast episode, I talked about going on mat leave and taking a little bit of a break from the podcast. You know, my son was born, but also at nine months pregnant, I was in a car accident. And we're going to start there because I feel like this gives a little bit of context of 
this whole birthing story. So June 10th, it was a Saturday. I had literally just turned nine months pregnant and it was the Saturday before Brad's birthday and I had this day all planned out. I was going to do some birthday shopping for him anywhere I needed to go and this is so random but my whole pregnancy I had been so disciplined in like eating really well, eating really healthy. You know, I did indulge in cookies and chocolate and stuff, but I was really disciplined on like when I did it. And all I wanted this particular Saturday was hotcakes from McDonald's. Don't ask me why. I never, never, never eat McDonald's. I feel like I can count on one hand how many times we might have eaten like fast food during my pregnancy. And it was just so weird and random, but I was like, I have to have these today. So before I was doing all my running around, I told Brad, I'm going to go to McDonald's, grab these hotcakes, come back, um, eat it, and then I'm going to get on with my day. And he's like, no problem. So I get in the car and I mean, I literally grabbed my purse and went into the car. I didn't have my phone or anything. I'm in the car, I'm driving and there's a McDonald's like less than five minutes from my house. As I'm turning, uh, turning right to go onto the main street that will lead me to McDonald's. I turn right, I go to cross over into the left lane and I see this guy pull out super fast out of a parking lot. And all I can think of is oh my God, do I hit the brakes or do I press the gas? And I hit the gas and I just get in front of him and I think, oh my God, that was so close. I can't believe he didn't hit me. And then I feel this smash into the car and I fishtail out into the other lane of traffic and I'm sitting there dazed. I go to get out of the car, kind of look around and the other driver is out of the car. He's like, oh my God, are you okay? And I just look at him and I start bawling my eyes out. And I'm like, I'm nine months pregnant. And you can just see this, like his face just collapse. And so he's like, oh my God, okay. Another guy's like, you know, waving down. There just happened to be an RCMP officer that was driving by. He's waving her down. And um, she's like, can you, can you pull the car into the parking lot here I'm like I, I I think so so I get in the car I I don't honestly at this point I don't even know how the car made it into the parking lot I back up I kind of take the car into the parking lot you know everybody lets me in um I pull down she gets out of the car she's like okay sweetie I've called an ambulance I hear you're pregnant and then she like looks in the mirror the mirror looks in the window and sees I'm very pregnant and I'm like you know, deer in headlights, like I'm shaking, I can't stop shaking, I my eyes are glazed over, and I remember saying, can you please get the lady from the hemp store here, we happen to know her, she's a family friend, I said, I don't have my phone, I can't call my husband, one of the bystanders gives me his phone, he's like, you can call your husband, 
I call Brad. You know, it's ironic, but Brad will na- doesn't usually answer a phone call with the number he doesn't recognize. But he's like, for whatever reason, I just answered this call. He answers the phone. I go like, "Hun, I've, I'm like, I've been in a car accident. He's, Where are you? I tell him, you know, just in the parking lot, not too far from us. And he's like, I'll be right there. At the same time, the lady from the hemp store, her name is Jean. She's calling Brad. She's coming out. She's like, oh my God, sweetie, sweetie, sweetie. The police officer is like trying to just get everybody to back away from me. Um, Brad comes. I'm not going to get into the whole thing. It, it got really crazy at one point. I mean, they had to get this lady to leave the female police officer because she just was not handling the situation very well. Um, two more officers were called in. Paramedics showed up. They're kind of assessing me at this point and, you know, they're like, you really need to go to the IWK. I'm like, I don't have anything with me. I don't have my hospital bags not packed. Like, I don't have anything. And they're like, you really should go. So we make our way to the hospital and once we get there, it, luckily enough, it was kind of dead there that day. So they, I mean, they obviously got me in right away. But it just so happened, like, one of the doctors that was part of my OB, OB's team ha- was there. Not my specific doctor, but just someone who was part of her team. And they hooked me up to all these machines. And, you know, they're it's okay, sweetie. Doctor's coming in. The doctor comes in. First thing she says is, like, do you feel that? I'm like, feel what? She's like, okay, sweetie. Like, you're having contractions. I guess they can tell from the monitor you know, baby, baby boy might come today. I was like, he can't come today. I'm not ready. (laughs) This is like a month in advance. And she's like, if he does come today, he'll be fine. Like he's perfectly developed enough that like there won't be any problems, but today might be the day. And I'm just like, Brad's looking at me. I'm like, how is this happening? So they keep me there all day. I think I was there Oh my goodness, I don't even know. I was there all day. And contraction starts to loosen. They're like, okay, like we don't think he's coming today. You can go on home. They've taken blood work at this point. They've called a specialist on site. Um, They're like, as of right now, you can go home, but please like stay by your phone just in case we need to contact you. So no problem. We go home. Uh, Sunday goes by, Monday comes around, it's Brad's birthday, or like, I'm really sore, obviously, I'm pretty bruised up, you know, my belly's a little bit bruised and stuff, I'm feeling really just kind of still shaky, but it's like, it's Brad's big birthday before the baby comes, we're just gonna go, well, he's gonna go grab a drink, I'm gonna just hang out with him and stuff, so we go out to lunch and I get a phone call from the doctor and she's like where are you we're out to lunch she's like you need to get to the hospital right now Uh, there's been a mixing of blood meaning like some of the placenta has detached and again I'm just like what like I feel I have felt okay up to this point I've been feeling since then like Braxton Hicks but it's just it was more intense than that I don't know why I can tell you that because I've never obviously experienced this before. I had a fabulous pregnancy. I felt so great throughout it. 
And these were just super intense. So get to the hospital. They call the specialist. They take more blood. They're like, okay, we need you to have an ultrasound. Um, everything seems fine. Like the baby's hooked up to the monitor. He seems to be thriving in there. Um, but we got to just make sure that there's no major, major damage. So they send me back home after spending the day again in the hospital. Wednesday, I go for an ultrasound. I have what they call like a fitness test for the baby. The baby passes it with flying colors, but there's still some concern. And the doctors are like, okay, I need you to see your doctor this week. And then next week we need you to come back in. We need to make sure everything is kosher here. So long story short is the following Wednesday, I'm back in the hospital, another ultrasound. Everything seems really good with the baby, but I'm like, I am telling you, these are more than Braxton Hicks. You know, Braxton Hicks is like contractions like, but when you move, they're supposed to go away. And when I move, these things are not going away. And I tell the ultrasound tech this, and she's like, this sounds like way more intense than Braxton Hicks. Like, I know. So, but baby seems to be doing fine. The doctors clear me. They're like, you should be okay until, you know, baby boy makes his arrival. Uh, We don't need to see you anymore for any more ultrasounds. Perfect. Sounds great. The next day is Thursday. So at this time, Brad has been working and doing some landscaping throughout the summertime. Um, He was off a lot the week before just because I was in and out of the hospital so much. So he's like, you know, I ultrasound's good. I'm going to go take this job, but please, of course, call me if you need to. No problem. So I get, I have so many things. I've lost an entire week from being in the hospital. I have so many things that I still need to do to prep for this baby. And all I can remember is that Thursday feeling so tired thinking oh my god I have so much work to do so I kept thinking I'm like I should take a nap I should take a nap and then this other voice would be like you got so much to do so I did so much on my tasks that day I prepped food I meal prepped I got my patsicles already I did some podcasting stuff and I just felt I was like oh I need to move so I'm gonna go take this walk I take this walk and like all I can feel is like this such deep pressure on my pelvic area and I'm like man this is like so uncomfortable I was chiming the neighbors on the way back I'm like my low back is killing me like I don't know if it's the car accident or like what but like I felt so great this whole pregnancy and now this so proud of myself though that night I made Brad had prepped ribs the night before but I had put them in I made them he worked really late this night he comes home we eat these ribs dinner is amazing and he's like I feel like this part he's sitting on the couch beside me this part gives it so much context and it's just so funny so some of you may know Brad has herniated discs in his back and then rather than take Percocets or Oxy cotton which was prescribed to him he would rather just have a very small joint every once in a while when his back's really bad he did it so infrequently while I was pregnant and especially when I hit 32 weeks he was like no I'm not doing it at all like I'll be fine I just want to make sure like I'm always I'm I'm good for when you 
you know, if you happen to go into labor earlier. But after dinner this particular night, he's like, man, I, my back is killing me. We did such a big job today. I'm going to have the smallest little joint, uh, but like, it'll be fine. I'm like, it's fine, hun. Like, he was like, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm like, hun, it's fine. Like, we've still got so much time before baby comes. He's like, okay, great. So he goes out. He's talking to our former tenant in the basement. They're outside chatting. And it's like eight o'clock at this point. We just tidied up dinner. And I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe this is happening. I peed myself. And I was so embarrassed. I was like, they say this could potentially happen, but you know, how embarrassing, like I've gone this whole pregnancy without this happening. I can't believe I've actually peed myself. We go to the bathroom and it's like little trickles, you know, like, oh, yikes, embarrassing. You know, I go change, do my thing. And like water is still trickling out. I'm like, I don't think this is pee. And I'm like, there's just no way. This is like more than two weeks now. So I call my doula and she's like, like it might be your water, but like, it could be a few other things. Like, how are you feeling? I'm like, I feel fine, but like, I'm pretty sure this is my water breaking. She's like, okay, you have to go to the hospital. This is protocol. You have to go to the hospital. If you aren't having contractions within 24 hours, they need to induce you. So you just need to go to hospital and kind of like they can test and make sure it is your water that's breaking I'm like okay no problem so she's like have you been using a pad I'm like yep she's like great bring that in they'll test through that give me a call she's like I'm gonna get some sleep now just in case I need to be with you if this is the the big day so I'm like waiting and waiting for Brad to come in he's outside he's laughing and chatting with our former tenant I'm like oh my god okay so I like open the door I'm like, hey, babe, you might want to stop smoking that. My water's broken. And the two guys just look at me and they both like, I mean, I might as well have told them like I was an elephant for the looks that they gave me. They were both just like total shock. Josh looks, he goes, I guess I'll leave you guys to it then. Brad comes in. He's like, what, what, what do we what do? We do? Like, I have my hospital bag. Let's just go to the hospital. Let's even see if that's what he is. And Brad's like, as we're driving, he's like, I've never sobered up so quickly in my entire life. So we're driving to the hospital. I don't feel anything at this point. Get to the hospital. She's like, the nurse does the intake. And she's like, why do you think your water's broken? I told her. Like, I also have this pad here. And she's like, oh, sweetheart, I can guarantee you your water's breaking or broken. I hand her like this sopping wet pad. Um, they tested. She's like, yep, water's broken. You feeling any contractions? I'm like, nope. Um, she's like, okay, we're going to take a quick check. They take a look and she's like, okay, like you haven't dilated yet. Um, why don't you go home? If you don't start contractions in 24 hours, you got to come back here. We need to induce you. No problem. Raz like, maybe we should just stay here. I'm like, no, like my game plan had been like, I'm going to labor at home as long as I can. And then we'll get to the hospital. So, of course, we get in the car and literally we're driving back to the house and like contractions start and they start super intensely. But I call my parents. I call my mother-in-law. I'm like, hey, water's broken. Having some contractions. The show is happening. 
uh, and everybody, of course, is like losing their mind over this. It's like it's it's early. <laughs> like, oh my god, is this happening? So I have this app to time contractions. I plug it in, and the app is like basically turn around, go back to the hospital. Like, <laughs> you should be at the hospital. Like, no, no, <laughs> I'm doing this at home as long as I can. So I shoot our doula a message, Chantal, say, hey, water's broken, having contractions, keep you posted, basically. Uh, we get home and I start throwing up. I mean, the contractions were so intense and so, like, I mean, four minutes apart very quickly. And I'm like, to Brad's like, maybe we should be at the hospital. I'm like, no. I'm going to get a little bit of sleep. I'm going to see if I can get some sleep um, before this happens because, like, I've, I'm i already so tired today. I was so tired. I should have had a nap. I didn't have a nap. I need to see if I can get some sleep before, you know, this this happens. And I'm, there was no sleep. After three hours of being at home, hurling everywhere, I was like, okay, we got to go to the hospital. So we go drive back to the hospital. I get there. They do a little intake and she's like oh my god you're like four centimeters that was quick um she's like go walk around for a few moments kind of get this thing going we're prepping a room for you in early assessment I'm like, great so i mean every garbage can we passed i was hurling into it it was awful i felt so bad i kept going to the nurse i'm like you might want to get the cleaners to clean that and she's like don't worry sweetie they've seen it all before so they get me into the early assessment room I get in the tub my my doula Chantelle comes she's like to Brad why don't you see if you can catch some sleep it's gonna be it could be a long night so Brad attempts to sleep he told me later he didn't get any rest at all I'm in the bathroom in the tub just kind of doing my thing and still throwing up so much so they finally get me out of the tub after a few hours nurse checks me and goes oh my god you're eight centimeters dilated that was quick this was all within like less than two hours and so she's like okay like we're sending you up to the birthing unit do you want a wheelchair I'm like, no no i'm going to do this at this point i haven't had any medication like not even tylenol at this point my plan was not to do it medicated and i was really i really wanted to stick by that so i slowly like make my way up to the room it took me forever to get there we get there and they hook me up to the machines that like do you want the epidural i'm like nope we're not doing we're doing this pain free or pain management free they're like all right so you know i'm laboring and it's it's getting worse it's getting more intense but it's starting to stall and the nurse is starting to get a little concerned at this point that it's stalling. So, and I've been doing it for quite a while at this point. So uh, they, she's like, okay, let's take a look. Let's see where baby's at. So she takes a look and she's like, okay, <laughs> this is not good, but the baby is in the wrong position. What does this mean? <laughs> she's like, we got we to try to get the baby to flip like okay so you know i'm laboring baby baby is basically just getting stuck and so they call in the doctor and they call my doctor she's like yeah i'll be there when i can call in whoever's on you know uh, site there at the moment and 
have her come in. So she comes in. She's like, okay, like, our options at this point are to try to turn the baby so we don't have to do a C-section. And she's talking to the nurse, and she's like, when was the epidural given? And the nurse is like, there is no epidural. There is no pain meds at this point. And the nurse, and the doctor looks at me and it's like, oh, sweetheart, this is going to hurt. And she's like, I'm not, I'm not even comfortable doing this. I'm calling the OB surgeon, see if she can do it. So the surgeon comes in, same thing. When was the epidural given? There wasn't one given. She's like, oh, okay. So she looks at me and she's like, okay, sweetheart, like I'm going to turn the baby. This is going to hurt. It already hurts. You know, let's just do this thing. So she puts her hands up there, she turns the baby, and I, all I can hear is go, ooh, not good. Apparently, baby boy had turned himself back into the wrong position, and she's like, all you can do at this point is start to push, and hoping that as you're pushing, that corkscrews baby down, so maybe he's, he comes out facing the right way. Other than that, it's C-section. Okay. So I'm starting to push and push, but baby is getting jammed and he's getting stuck. And they're like, okay, we need to speed this up. We need baby to kind of get there. We need to give you, I can't remember the actual term of it. It's like the synthetic version of oxytocin. Apparently, whenever you give this to a woman who's laboring, the chance of her taking an epidural skyrockets because of the pain that it induces and the intensity of the contractions. So they give this to me and I'm like, no, I'm not doing this with pain meds. I really did not want to. So I'm pushing and I'm pushing and I'm pushing and baby is just getting stuck and he's getting stuck. It's been like five to six hours at this point of pushing and I'm, I'm starting to lose momentum. I'm exhausted at this point. Baby is very much stuck and doctors or nurses are like, what are we going to do? So my, and at this point, my doctor is now on her way, but she's stuck in traffic. Of course she's stuck in traffic. So I'm getting so tired at this point. And they're like, okay, sweetie, like, let's just try some laughing gas. We need you to try to like use your breath. Maybe the laughing gas will kind of help with, you know, breathing in and breathing out appropriately. We, we, we got to push. We got to get this baby out. You don't want to have a C-section. So you know, one of the nurses would hold the gas up to me. I would breathe it in. She would let it go. I would breathe it out, try to push. And I hear my, my doula go, Oh my God, there's the I can see hair. I can see hair. Nurse whips around. She's like, I, she can see that the cord is wrapped around the baby's neck. And she's like, I can hear again on the phone. She's like, I need a doctor in here right now. We need an immediate catch. Um, I guess she's not comfortable doing this with the cord wrapped around baby boy's neck and the monitor starting to say like he's a little bit in distress at this point so all these doctors rush in and stuff and all these nurses all these doctors rush in mine doctor finally waltzes in looking like the supermodel that she is she's, she's like hi there she waltzes in i'm pushing the they're suiting her up and stuff she gets down and she's like okay sweetie um, cords wrapped around the baby's neck. I, I got to get this cord off of him. So she cuts the cord while he's still inside of me because it's so wrapped around his neck. And I can hear her talking to the nurses saying, 
I think his, I think his arms dislocated. I think his arms dislocated, uh, you know, whatever sort of medical jargon they use. And then, you know, I'm, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. They've got, I, I, the surgeon was in there at one point, two doctors. There was a team of nurses. I finally get him out and they take him away right away. And I'm like, they're like crying, like, where's the baby? And, um, they take him away and I, I can hear her talking. Okay. It's not a dislocation. It's just really bruised. He was super, super blue coming out, blue and purple. So they're doing some assessments on him. Uh, but then they finally bring him over to me and they put him on my chest and I just, uh, it just felt so surreal I had spent like six hours pushing him there were so many complications with him getting stuck with them needing to flip him with his arm getting stuck the cord around his neck you know Brad's crying at this point I'm crying at this point it just it's so it was so freaking exhausting and man I gotta tell you they don't give you a break after that before they start reefing on your stomach to put the placenta to get the placenta out and put your pelvis back into place. And I remember thinking, oh my God, this hurts just as much as fucking labor did. Oh my God. Um, I saw so I have Hendrix at this, you know, that do we, does baby boy have a name? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's Hendrix Onyx. Um, you know, we later added David onto it, but, um, I held him for an hour and then, they come back around they're like okay hon like we gotta get you to pee I'm like i like i don't have to pee and they're like uh you you probably have to pee i'm like no i really don't think so so they put an ultrasound on me and they're like hunt like your bladder is like basically bursting at this point like if you don't pee we have to put a catheter inside of you so they give hendrix to brad they get me into the shower i'm like i really don't have to pee of course that that was meant messed up. I don't know why people don't tell you about that. The connection of like trying to release your bladder after having a baby is so messed up. I have heard people say like having a bowel movement afterwards is hard because I'm pushing and like, you're like, I don't want to push. I just spent that time doing it. But like for me, it was pain. Like I could not make my body pee. Um, I guess I, I just hit that time frame of like, Okay, catheter's going to have to go in. And I actually peed. Very happy about that. Um, but the whole thing was so surreal. I was 22 hours in labor. Uh, everything. I had went through my active to like the transitions so quickly. But pushing, which is usually the shortest time for me, was like five to six hours. And here we are. I remember thinking... Oh my God, I know why people get epidurals. Uh, I'm, you know, I had the laughing gas, which it is what it is. I wanted to do it completely unmedicated, but I'm still very proud of myself for not having, I mean, I didn't even have Tylenol and that was the first thing they offered. You want some Tylenol? It's like, no, um, no, no epidural. I just, the whole thing. I mean, it's still, it's so crazy to think of how intense labor and delivery is 
And then there's like no recovery time, you know? Now you have to keep a human being alive. This human being is up every two to three hours. You know, after like usually major trauma to the body, they're like, get as much rest as you can. Try not to do too much. It's like, that's not an option. I will talk about recovering from postpartum because that is a whole journey in itself. That was a mindfuck in itself. But it's so funny. I mean, I remember coming home and being like, I don't think I will ever go through that again. It's it's so vivid and it's so intense. And I, I remember every moment of it. I remember the pain of it all. I remember the feeling of it. But then afterwards, you're like, you know, we've been in it now for over six months. And it's like, I see why people do this again. I really do. Like, you just start to, it fades, I guess. And you're just like, look at this tiny little human being that I created. Um, Not that I'm going down that road again. But it's just very easy when you're in it to be like, this is never going to happen again. Um, And it's just so crazy how things change so much and how much love you have for this little human being and you know with this postpartum one that I do want to do I mean it it takes a while to wrap your head around I know there's some people who are like right from the moment I held you in my arms I knew that I was meant to be and obviously I felt that way but the postpartum piece really threw me for a loop and I was I was so scared about that part. I knew labor was going to be challenge, challenging, but I was really like, man, I don't want to have postpartum depression. And I'm lucky enough to say that one, I guess I was not classified as postpartum depression. I had postpartum blues. It did not last as long as some people do. It was about three weeks, but that's a whole other podcast episode because wow, that, that threw me for a loop. Um, but it just feels crazy to get this story out. (laughs) You know, we had lots of complications, lots of, I can't believe this is happening. I still, sometimes Brian and I talk about it and go, I, between the car accident, being in and out of the hospital for that week and then baby boy coming like, you know, more than two weeks early, like the whole thing has just been such a blur at times. Uh, and it's so hard to believe we are like seven months almost into it now. So I hope you enjoyed my story. I feel like, you know, it's over 30 minutes long. I feel like as I'm, I was telling you, I was like, I feel like there's so many parts that I've missed to this, but those are the major points. Those, that's the major story. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope one day Hendrix gets to enjoy this story And if you have any questions, as always, please feel free to reach out to me. I was able to tell the story directly to a few people and not to like freak anybody out because, you know, it's the whole thing is like can be a whole different, beautiful story. And afterwards, it I mean, it's miraculous what you what you go through, what the body goes through, what the body handles. Um, But this is my journey and this is my story. And uh, hopefully it doesn't scare too many future mamas out there. (laughs) Hopefully it gives you kind of like this idea of like, you can truly, truly handle anything. The body is incredible. You are incredible and you can handle it. And, uh, you know, 
for anyone else. I just hope it was kind of maybe inspiring on some levels. So with that, I will leave you to it. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day, an incredible rest of your week. Please bear with me while I find balance between podcasting and being a mom. And with that, I will leave you all to it. Until then. If you love this podcast episode, spread the love by sharing this with your friends and family, share it out on social media, and don't forget to give it a five-star rating and review. From the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful that you are here. Until next time.